Hey, it's Matt Robeson with a special bonus mini pod. I was invited onto WLS AM 890 in Chicago last week with legendary local host John Howell to talk about my recent Newsweek article, Are Democrats Going to Lose in the Midterms? Probably, but that's asking the wrong question. And we got to lay out some of why I think this is really important for Democrats, actually for all of us to think about, why we shouldn't get suckered into the question of, Are Democrats going to lose? Are we not going to lose? We shouldn't get psyched out before we even show up at the game. It's just a very quick interview, and I wanted to bring it to all of our Beyond Politics listeners. Thanks for listening. Hope you've subscribed. And do us a favor. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Super helpful if it's on Apple. That's what tends to drive the podcast market. Just leave that uh, rating. We love five-star reviews. Whatever you think you can muster, that really helps us out. Thanks, and here it is. Read my next guest piece, which I saw at Newsweek.com. It's common and will become increasingly so in the coming months to see analysts point to polling data, history lessons, or both to show that Democrats are in big, big trouble in November. Fair enough. But what question are we answering? If it's the usual one, will Republicans take over majorities in Congress? Then sure, there's lots of evidence to say yes, they will. But that's not a very profound insight, is it? I'd argue that there are two much more important questions we should be asking as we close in on November's midterms. Let's welcome Matt Robeson uh, to WLS. Matt, thank you for your time. All right, let's start with the first question that we should be asking. Well, the first question is, can the Democrats actually keep things close? Well, why does it matter, right? If, If you're worried that you're in a game, I mean, we already know the answer to the first question is will Republicans take over majorities in Congress? I mean, probably. It's like, are the Harlem Globetrotters going to win tonight? Yeah, probably. (laughs) But it matters because if you know you're going to lose the big game, you start to wonder if you should even show up. And that's what could happen. You want to cover the spread, right? You want to cover the spread. Exactly. That's what could happen with turnout for Democrats. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So a better question to ask is, can Democrats keep things close? Now, I, I know what you might be thinking, what your listeners might be thinking. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Not true. I mean, John, you're a golfer, right? Yes, sir. Well, there's a big difference, and I'm sure you'd rather muff a grounder 30 yards along the, 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 the ground there than whiff and shank it five yards. And that's because <laughs> your next shot becomes a lot easier. It's the same thing in 2022 for Democrats. That's that's my first argument. I noticed that in your piece, which was terrific, and I read it at Newsweek.com, that it's important, more important for the Democrats to hold on to the House of Lords, our Senate, because Biden is uh, busy confirming, what, 369 of his 521 nominees for the judicial That's exactly right. There's so much going on at the Senate level that kind of happens below the level that we keep track of. Even well-informed people like your listeners probably don't just keep track of all the stuff going on in the Senate. Well, for one thing, we're we're getting these judicial nominees in. President Trump massively reshaped the judiciary in this country to an extent that most people don't even realize. That is getting unwound day by day. Why is that happening? Because Democrats control the Senate. President Biden is also passing people into his administration, getting them confirmed, who are actively rolling back some of the worst stuff that the Trump administration did. That only happens if you have those key people in place. 
And that only happens if you have a Democratic majority in the Senate. So absolutely critical. And by the way, for people who are doom scrolling how bad the election is going to be, the best models out there suggest that Democrats still have a 50-50 chance of holding on to the Senate. So there's still something really important to shoot for. That analysis and voice belongs to Matt Robeson, former congressional staffer, campaign manager, host of the Beyond Politics podcast. Can Democrats keep it close in November? Also, keeping the margins narrow means having to take out fewer Republicans down the line in 2024. Absolutely. And that really matters because we know that on average, if you're an incumbent, you have an advantage in your reelection. It's about three points. Well, that's massive in close races. So if you tell Democratic operatives and strategists, hey, you've got to overcome 40 of those uphill battles, that is a much worse proposition than if you have to overcome 15 or 20. And again, the best modeling available right now says that Democrats are on pace to lose about 20 seats. Well, the bad news, simple version of that is you're going to lose the House. Okay, but again, that's why the right question to ask here is, can you keep it close? Because it is so much easier to get that back in 2024. And I mean, the rest of my article is devoted to, make no mistake, what's, what's on the ballot in 2024 is the survival of American democracy. Nothing short of that. And so being able to win that margin back next time around, is that's the whole ballgame. Well, that may have more to do with state houses and state races than it does with a presidential race. Totally right. And I actually have have recently written a, a different article. It was on Alternate, Raw Story, a couple of other outlets, arguing that exact point, which is that we get way over-focused, the Democratic Party, on big, shiny object, big, bold legislation, or whatever the phrasing is, and, of course, the federal level. The action is at the state houses. In 2010, Republicans leveraged a very small investment, about $30 million, to take over state houses across the country. That not only gave them strategic control of redistricting that's affected majorities in the U.S. House of Representatives for the ensuing 10 years, it also gave them control of, of the engines of where the most laws are made that affect real, regular Americans. And so that is on the ballot as well. And strategically, we can win in a lot of these places. Your, your near neighbor, Michigan, I'm, I'm on the East Coast, so everything in the Midwest feels like a near neighbor to me. Your near neighbor, Michigan, is, is the number one target where Democrats could flip a state house that could have massive repercussions for the presidential election in 2024, for keeping some truly terrible people out of office. So there's a lot at stake, and there are key chains that are, that are on the ballot, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, not to mention critical secretary of state races, and those folks are the front lines of protecting democracy. So there is a lot at stake, even if Democrats lose the House. I appreciate the analysis and the passion. Is it all doable? It is absolutely 100% doable. I mean, again, it's like a foregone conclusion, not, not quite, but it's, a, it's an overwhelming likelihood that Democrats are going to lose the House, granted. But the best statistics modeling information that we have today says that it's about a 50-50 shot for the Senate. We're on track to lose about 20 seats, which is fairly close. It's not that bad in the House. And, yes, those super strategic races at the State House level, Secretary of State, those are doable. We can do those. So Democrats should keep their chins up, not lose, not lose faith, and go to the polls because there are important, achievable things that we can do in 2022.
One more question I need to ask for a yes or no answer. Does Biden stand for re-election? Yes. Thank you very much, Matt Robeson, for your time. We'll read more at Newsweek.com. The podcast is Beyond Politics. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, John.